Hello, and welcome to the December 2020 edition of the DebtWire Middle Market Podcast. I'm Giovanna Azevedo, the restructuring reporter at DebtWire Middle Market. Today, for our December holiday special, we have with us Christopher Shaker, Senior Retail Analyst at RSM. He has 17 years of experience providing accounting and auditing services to clients, primarily in the middle market retail and consumer product space. As we approach the holiday season, Chris joins us to discuss the impact of the coronavirus pandemic on holiday sales as social distancing guidelines continue to upend the retail industry, particularly in the middle market. Hi, Chris. How are you doing today? Thank you for joining us. I'm good, Giovanna. I'm happy to be here. So as I was saying, the continued uncertainty with COVID-19 has dramatically impacted shopping patterns this year. How do you see this affecting the 2020 holiday season and how have middle market retailers prepared for it? Sure. Yeah, well, I guess first, you know, nearly all of our retail clients anticipated more sales through digital channels than through, you know, the traditional brick and mortar. So that that leads everyone uh, to, to maybe do things a little bit differently. You know, they made changes to the supply chain, their operations, infrastructure, even technology to try to support all that. And, you know, to be clear, that sounds like a lot, and it is, and and not many of our clients have done all of that um, or have done all of it in a permanent manner. But in some way, shape, or form, everyone's done whatever they could with the resources that they have at the time to try to adjust to what they expected to be a a huge uh, channel shift. Um, and, you know, the other thing I, I, I think we've seen a lot of is, is skew rationalization and product mix. Everybody did their best to identify what is it that people are going to buy this year and what is a, a really unique circumstance. So depending upon, you know, the sector, that could be more or less challenging. But, but the way people made buying decisions was certainly different this year than it's ever been, at least in recent history. Great. So we just had Black Friday, which traditionally is a huge sales event. Can you talk a little bit about how that went in terms of sales and how it was different from other years? And did it serve as a preview to what we should expect coming into the holidays this year with COVID? Sure, yeah. The, I mean, we've seen data from Black Friday that, that tells us, at least at the top retail brands, the Walmarts, Targets, and, and Home Depots of the world, that foot traffic was down uh, more than 25% on Black Friday. Uh, but now, obviously, the other side of that is an increase in online sales, and and I don't have actual figures for that, but I know that the National Retail Federation uh, was projecting that online sales were going to be up, you know, 20 to 30 percent this year. And I think that that low foot traffic at least supports that concept of that shift. And the question is, obviously, can the online sales be significant enough to offset the lost foot traffic? And and we'll have to wait and see on that. But you know, I do think it is a, a, certainly a preview of the overall holiday season that we're going to see when it's all said and done. You know, we, we have, unfortunately, virus cases are, are spiking throughout the country. And, you know, I, I just don't see people going to physical brick and mortar retailers and the numbers that, that we've seen traditionally. So I think the trend will continue and, and we'll see a big, big jump in online. And, and when the dust settles, we'll see if it was enough to offset some of that lost foot traffic. So as we know, holiday sales are critical to retails every year, not just this year. But what are the main concerns for middle market retailers right now as they go into this very decisive season, given um, the circumstances? And how are these challenges specific to the middle market versus larger cap retail companies? Yeah, well, you know, we talked about the, the change in, in the channels. Um, so let's maybe break that into two pieces. The first part is, 
how do middle market retailers understand the impact of the shift from one channel to the other? You know, does the basket of uh, uh, basket size change? Does the mix of products in the basket change through channels? And then how does it impact profitability? And then the second piece to that is how long is that shift going to change? Is the channel shift going to last? You know, you have to determine how do you adapt your operations for the changes that you think are going to persist beyond the pandemic. And I think that's a, a critical strategy decision for retailers as we come out of the holiday season. And specifically to your question on, on middle market, it definitely does differ for middle market companies because generally speaking, they've lagged behind the big box counterparts when it comes to digital transformation. You know, one certainty coming out of the pandemic is that the digital evolution that was already taking place in the ecosystem has really been accelerated. And so those middle market retailers that have sort of kicked the can down the road on that digital transformation are really gonna be forced to take action. And do you think that the middle market retailers have risen to the challenge and kind of transitioning into this digital environment? Yeah, I think that they've done the best that they can on, on short notice, right? The, the challenge is that it happens so quickly. You know, the, the changes associated with selling through digital channels is significant. It affects supply chain, physical footprint, purchasing fulfillment. It's, it's just pervasive to the organization. So, you know, middle market retailers weren't necessarily built for that. That said, you know, if you asked how if they how they've done with it, I I, I would say the jury is is kind of out, and the reason is is because many of the adaptations that were made were done in a in a manner that just helped retailers to sort of survive, right, and and keep the sales coming in and be able to pay the bills and and whatnot. And the real challenge becomes how can retailers adjust on a more permanent basis after the holiday season, and how can they do it to remain profitable. You know, I think one of the hurdles, uh, while certainly not the only, is access to capital and, and to invest in these changes. And that's something that a lot of middle market retailers don't have. But all that said, in relative terms, I, I'd have to say that, you know, anyone that makes it through, you know, to Q221 has adapted about as successfully as anyone could have considering the, the circumstances. Great. Um, so apparel has been struggling significantly with consumer demand shifting to home products and casual wear, given office closures and reduced social activity. But with vaccine news and people kind of feeling the pandemic fatigue, so to speak, do you anticipate opportunities for an apparel comeback this holiday season? Well, I can tell you that I have a little bit of pandemic fatigue and, and I am excited about vaccine news. And I, and I think a lot of people are. Um, and, and so I think there is certainly some pent up demand and, you know, that vaccine promise could unlock some of that um, as people start to return to work and school and, and public life. You know, that said, I, I don't know that there's a fast track to the pre-pandemic levels, you know, at least during the holiday season and in the near term. The consumers just haven't yet returned to those normal levels. And after the holidays and, and post-pandemic, you know, it's going to take some time to get back to that. I don't want to say that to try to represent doom and gloom here in apparel, but I think it's it's to highlight what smart apparel retailers need to do to succeed. So, for example, if people are are maybe in the office less, you know, they may have a smaller wardrobe, but but the price point of the items in that wardrobe might be a little higher, right? And that impacts you know what inventory different apparel retailers might might carry. So I think those apparel companies that have a smart inventory strategy and, and dynamic sales channels are going to be the ones that are best positioned to, to capitalize on some of that pent-up demand you're referring to. 
And on the other end of the spectrum, um, were there any winners within the middle market retail space? And do you anticipate that they would continue to do well as we go into 2021 and people kind of adjust going back to their normal lives? Yeah, I, I think that regardless of the, the subsector within retail, those retailers that, that have adjusted their operations inventory mix to allow for, for sort of this online shift are gonna be the winners. But if you look specifically at the sector level, you know, we've seen a significant shift to more people eating at home, right? And so I, I think that food retail for grocery and C-store and even some of the, the at-home meal kits and things of that nature, they've done really well. You know, Bloomberg's food retailer peer group is outperforming the S&P 500 by a pretty wide margin through November. So that's been, been doing really well. The other sector that's done well is home improvement, right? People are spending so much more time at home that they're they're focusing on their home. You look at Home Depot; they just released Q3 uh, earnings a few weeks ago. They're up 23% on the sales line year over year. Um, and you know, cases are spiking, and people are anticipating being home, you know, at least for the next few months while we sort out the the vaccine distribution. So, I do I do expect that that these sectors that have done well are going to continue to do well at least in the first half of next year. The National Restaurant Association this week publicly pled with Congress to pass new stimulus to help the industry. Do you see similar concern in the middle market retail space regarding this lack of subsequent government funding? And are the issuers specifically in the middle market feeling the pressure? You know, one of the things that, that kept the restaurant sector afloat through the fall was the, the ability to seat diners outside. And with the winter months, you know, upon us, basically, that, that lifeline sort of dwindling, which is, I think, creating some of the urgency in that sector. The retail equivalent to that, if there is such a thing, it would be the online sales through delivery or curbside pickup. And and those can continue in the winter months. And I don't mean to say that retailers, the retail sector is not struggling in this economy like most others, but I, I think that's why maybe you you read and hear more from the restaurant sector on it. But But as it relates to stimulus, I think it's a really complicated issue. You know, certainly stimulus in the form of direct payments to citizens can lead to an increase in, in spending. And, and we certainly saw that the, the first time around. We saw a significant increase in spending following the, the payments going out. At the same time, some of the unemployment benefits included in the CARES Act actually made it a little bit more challenging for retails to find good help because in a lot of cases, hourly workers were, you know, either made whole or maybe even making more through unemployment than, than they were working. So, you know, the industry certainly would benefit from, from stimulus. I think the entire economy could, ben could benefit from additional stimulus, but the form of that stimulus is really what's critical. Great, and it's no news to anyone that the retail industry has been facing a restructuring wave prior to the pandemic, but how high are the stakes right now? And could a week holiday season drive restructuring activity in the spring or, you know, in the quarters following up to that? Yeah, I, I think the stakes are high. Uh, the stakes are high across all sectors. There's, there's no question, I think, that in the spring we are going to see some some activity, Yeah, you know, whether it be bankruptcy, restructuring, I think we're going to see that. You know, many retailers that were able to hang on for the beginning of this were counting on the holiday season, right? It's traditionally the most important part of the year anyway, but but this year more than ever, really counting on that to help maybe bring them back from the brink. And you know, unfortunately, the way it's played out, you know, there's a resurgence. We saw the resurgence that I think a lot of the scientific community suggested might happen, and and so I think holiday sales will disappoint a little bit. That said, I'll, I'll point out that you know specifically in the middle market. 
those that do survive are, are really going to emerge from this and be in, in a really better position to thrive post-pandemic because of the crash course that they've really taken in, in changing consumer behaviors and digital transformation and, and how to respond to that. So, so while we could see some of that activity, you know, as we come out of the holiday season, I think there's also optimism and we're certainly looking forward to working with the middle market retail clients and the middle market community to help them flourish on the other side. Great, thank you. And is there anything else that I forgot to ask that you think is interesting that our listeners should be paying attention to? Uh, no, I just, you know, I guess the, the last thing that, that I would point out, and it, it, it sort of follows on what I, what I just said in response to your last question, is that um, I do think there's a lot of optimism. I think that the, if there's a silver lining to the pandemic, it's that middle market retailers have learned so much and they've realized that they do need to take action in order to thrive in the future. And I think it's gonna force them into action. And I think when they do, it's really gonna create sort of the, the next step in that process for the middle market to really start to compete with some of the big box that had been holding them back. Great, thank you so much, Chris. And thank you listener for tuning in. Happy holidays, everyone.